from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. On this episode of Newt's World, we have a really fascinating series of questions and comments from the members of our inner circle. I think you're going to find it very fascinating, and you're going to find we cover the waterfront, a wide range of issues and topics, and some really smart people joined in, including my dear friend, former Governor John Engler of Michigan. Thank you, everybody, with great questions this week. And let's start off with our good friend, Gay. Gay would like to know how all of us use the canceling of the Dr. Seuss books to our advantage. It might have been just a step too far, and conservatives are all furious. I thought at the time, and I still think it's true, that if you contrast getting rid of Dr. Seuss with building the fence at Fort Pelosi, and you were to say, okay, we're going to have two sets of candidates. One set of candidates wants to tear down the fence and protect Dr. Seuss. The other set of candidates want to tear down Dr. Seuss and protect the fence. My guess is that the pro-Seuss, anti-fence people would win by a huge margin. And one of the things I hope that the House Republicans will do, and I'd urge all of you to call your congressman and talk to him about it, is I hope that they will introduce two bills one to protect Dr. Seuss, the other to tear down the fence. And under House rules, once the bills have been in there for a certain number of days, you can take it to what's called a discharge petition. And if members sign the discharge petition, if you get 218 to sign it, you then bring it to the floor. Now, we're five votes short. 
But out of all of the Democrats who are up for election next year, we're beginning to realize that, that Nancy Pelosi is going to beat them because she's having them walk the plank day after day voting for crazy stuff. But I think you would be able to apply enough public pressure to get enough Democrats to sign both on the Dr. Seuss resolution and on the fence resolution that both would have to come to the floor and both would pass. And I think it would drive home this enormous gap. I mean, I can't remember any time since the fight over slavery in the 1860s that we have had as big a division in our interpretation of the world. I mean, if you think mother and father exist and your competitor who refuses to use mother and father because they're for gender neutral terms, that's really a big gap. If you think two plus two equals four and your competitor believes that numbers are examples of cultural supremacy, that is a really big gap. And I think that's what we're getting into. And I think it'd be very helpful to have a series of votes that give the Democrats a chance to prove which side of that gap they're on. Chris says, the contract with America helped win the House. If we wish to overwhelm Democrats, we need a legislative agenda that will gain traction for candidates. What do you think those initiatives are? And can the legislation be started so that when elected, the mandate is pushed through? Well, let me say, first of all, that we just did a podcast, which I think is going to be available on Sunday with Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader, who I think will almost certainly be the next speaker in January of 2023. And Kevin ran this last time on a commitment to America. It was a variation on the contract. He thinks and says in the podcast that he thinks that having a set of positive ideas actually was the reason that, remember, all the Washington experts said that the House Republicans were going to lose probably 15 or more seats. Instead, they gained 15 seats. Huge shock to the Washington consulting class. We were just plain wrong. And Kevin believes it was two things. Really good recruiting, women candidates, minority candidates, really strong candidates. And second, that they did have a commitment to America that was positive. I think it's a little bit early to fully define what it's going to be. I would think it could include things like giving every parent the right to take the school money and use it to get their child to a school that will open. I mean, I think the coming fight between the corrupt teachers union and all the rest of us is going to be extraordinarily important. And if we're going to compete with China, we have to educate our young people. And we're currently not doing it. And the teachers union, in many ways, is the best ally the Chinese communists have. In the inner cities, they're guaranteeing generation after generation that doesn't get educated. In the suburbs, they're now running schools that either no one goes to school or they're running schools where they're taught things that are not true. The math example is a good one. So I think that's one of the places. I think that there's a whole project that Joe DeSantis and I are working on about replacing the focus on lifespan with a focus on health span, trying to really put together what we can do to make sure you not only live a long time, but you live healthy and well. As somebody pointed out, if you have two 75-year-olds and one is playing tennis and the other is in a nursing home, which one would you rather be? And I think that we're seeing real breakthroughs in health span and in the ability to have people live to be 80 or 90 and be remarkably healthy, which, by the way, has huge implications for the federal budget. I also think we're going to have to have an enormous rethinking of adult education. I read an article two or three days ago 
about Kroger opening up its first robotic fulfillment center in which virtually all the work is done by robots. Well, that's going to mean obsolescence for a lot of marginally educated and marginally skilled labor. And if they're going to have a decent future, we're going to have to find ways to re-educate people and we're going to have to find ways to encourage entrepreneurship so that you have the maximum number of new jobs being created that replace the lost jobs that automation is going to lead to. So I think there are a lot of things. I, I do believe that the Republicans should develop a positive agenda. And I do believe that we should take, say, the top 10 or 12. We, we picked 10 in, in, in 2010. And in 1994, we had 10 in the contract with America. And then we had a whole bunch of secondary issues that we didn't list as a number. Something like that should be done, I think, for next year. Certainly, we'll do, be doing all weekend at Gingrich 360 to help generate the ideas and to interview and put on podcasts and in newsletters the kind of people who have those kind of good ideas. Winston listens to Newt's World all the time, and he said you said in a podcast several months ago that the Democrat Party works to win the election and the Republican Party works to win a campaign. What does that mean, and how do we do that? Well, the Democrats have a clear idea that if they have more votes on election day, they win. So we focus on TV commercials, we focus on lots of polling, et cetera, all of it built around the campaign, not necessarily around the election. So for example, because of the way rules have changed over the last 20 years, we have a lot of people in America now who have voted by the middle of September. Well, what does it mean if in fact, your campaign is focused on late October, but half the audience has already voted? The Democrats have also been brilliant at using what's called lawfare. And lawfare is the idea that I'm going to change the law in such a way that it gives me an advantage. It's essentially, it's what Stacey Abrams did brilliantly in Georgia. And I think sometimes, you know, if you have an opponent who's really smart, it's worth studying them. And what she did very methodically was reshape the environment in Georgia with the active help of the Secretary of State, who has to have been one of the most gullible people I've ever seen. But nonetheless, they pulled it off. And I think we have to realize they play a much longer game than we do. They focus on culture to set the terms of the debate. Then they focus on shaping the actual vote turnout and changing the laws to help them. And then finally, they focus on the campaign. But the campaign is the last thing, not the first thing. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Matt asks, where do you think Pence fits into the Republican future? Vice President Pence. You know, he's one of the eight or ten people who could be the presidential nominee in 2024. The fact that Fox picked him to narrate the four-part series on Rush Limbaugh's life, which is going to be on Fox Nation, speaks very well of Mike. Chris and I feel very close to the vice president. He's always been a friend. He actually sat next to Callista when she was the chief clerk of the Agriculture Committee, and he was a freshman member. He was so low-ranking, and he actually had the last seat, and so he was sitting basically right next to the senior staff of the committee. But they got to know each other very well in those two years. Because as happened with me when I first went to Congress, you know, you walk in, you don't know what's going on. You go to the chief clerk and say, what is this hearing about? How long is it going to last? Are we going to have any votes? You really depend on the people who know what they're doing because you're busy, you know, serving constituents, making speeches, running for re-election. So we got to know Mike very well and have a very long friendship. And I think that it's silly to think the Republican Party is any kind of structural trouble. You have people like Tom Cotton, who's doing a great job right now on some very key issues. You have Governor DeSantis, who did remarkably well at CPAC, and he came in first when they had a poll without Trump, came in second against Trump when they had a poll with Trump. DeSantis is, I think, a superstar of the future. I think he's a good example. I like Christy Nome very much. I think that she has a calm, cheerful, pleasant presence that Frankly, the Republican Party needs a lot more of. And so she's, again, somebody who I think will be a real player. Mike Pompeo is a great Secretary of State, good friend of ours, plus to work with him. We both admire Mike a lot. And if we got into a situation where foreign policy in China or Iran suddenly became a central issue, Pompeo would be a very formidable candidate for president. And I happen to know he's wandering around the country getting to know people. I watch all over the country, and he shows up. He did a very good job today on Fox, and somebody we admire a great deal. Ted Cruz, smart, ambitious, tough, really was number two candidate in 2016. 
he could conceivably come back and do it again. So we're going to have tons of candidates. And one of them, if he wants to be, will be Vice President Pence. Andreas asks, how do we stop the HR5 Equality Act? And it's the act that would make mainstream beliefs about marriage, biological facts, about sex difference. Sure. Start by calling it what it really is. It is the Gay and Transsexual Superiority Act. It says that the values of being gay and the values of being transsexual dominate over Christianity, dominate over Judaism, dominate over Islam. And if you're not prepared to follow the rules, they can put you in jail. But it has nothing to do with equality. It has to do with superiority based on sexual preferences. Even that term can get you into a huge fight. I suspect if I tweeted the wrong phrase, I would once again be delisted because I wouldn't fit the Northern California nutcake model of what you're allowed to say. But the fact is, this is a remarkable effort. There's a legislative provision in California right now, but they're trying to pass, that would abolish the right to have a boys and girls section of a department store. You would not be allowed to have a gender-defined section, period. Now, there is a huge difference, generally, between what girls want to buy at seven years of age and what boys want to buy. And it seems to be more than just cultural, but not in California. So I think you're seeing a whole wave of this. You will notice that one of the first things that the President Biden did was sign an executive order, which basically eliminated Title IX, which was the key provision, which had ensured that women would have a place to have competitive sports. And now you have, frankly, states beginning to react and pass laws. Mississippi, for example, just abolished having anybody who is transsexual competing, because the fact is, transsexual males who have come through puberty are going to consistently win in an athletic competition with females. And it's a very big problem. But it's all driven by this notion of superiority for left-wing ideas, no matter how crazy, and a willingness to use the government to enforce those ideas, even if it goes against your religious beliefs. Ernie from California wants to know, do we have any clue who's behind redefining this gender movement? Because it seems to have a lot of power on the other side. I think you just have to define it honestly and accurately. They're not seeking equality. They're seeking superiority. They're not seeking volunteerism. They're using the government to coerce people. They are so rabid, they can't even have a discussion about it because they get too emotional. They're too threatened by the discussion. I mean, it's a very, very long way from the riots in the mid-60s in New York, which were a plea for tolerance to the absence of tolerance today. Let me go back to mother and father, because again, maybe it's because I'm too old. I think the idea that you're going to tell young kids not to say mother or father is so totally irrational. This fits the whole Gadsad theory. It's so irrational that I think if you can connect the vote in the House with the craziness, you're going to beat a lot of people. And if you start beating a lot of people, the movement's going to lose momentum very fast. But as long as they have the news media on their side, as long as it's all portrayed very term, the Equality Act. I mean, what a totally hypocritical lie. It's not the Equality Act. It's the Superiority Act. And the minute you say, this is why Rush was so enormously important for 30 years. Because the minute you say it, people go, oh, yeah, that's right. 
And it just changed the whole conversation. How optimistic are you, and this comes from Scott, that China will not challenge Taiwan in some way in the near future? And if they do, what do you think Biden would do? I am very worried that the Chinese dictatorship will at some point decide to put pressure on Taiwan. They don't have to invade Taiwan. They can simply declare a blockade and they have more than enough submarines and more than enough missiles to isolate the island and starve it. So there are a lot of different things that could happen. I think it is one of the most dangerous places in the world. It is the only place where you're likely to see two large nuclear-powered systems collide other than Pakistan and India. But I worry about it because this would be us. And we would be faced with a genuine crisis because if after all these years we refuse to defend Taiwan, we send a signal to all of our allies worldwide that we're not reliable and that you'd better cut a deal with the Chinese. And candidly, I have no idea. I mean, since President Biden can't remember who his Secretary of Defense is, I don't have any great confidence that we could predict accurately how he would behave. Chris asks, when it comes to K-12 education, how do we get money directly to parents and away from the unions? Well, I think you pass laws. In Florida, one of the reasons DeSantis won was that he got 19% of the vote from African-American women because he favored school choice. So even though he was running against a black Democrat, one out of every five African-American women in Florida voted for the right to choose a school of their choice. I think the teachers' unions are amazingly corrupt. I think you may have noticed, I believe it was the either the Chicago or the Los Angeles school union that sent a note out to its members saying, please don't post pictures on vacation because it undercuts our argument that we really want to come back to school, but we're afraid. I mean, they have people just going off on vacation and you can't blame them. If the public is dumb enough to pay teachers to not teach and willing to accept teachers union representatives who are totally dishonest and willing to tolerate schools in which nobody can pass the exam. I can't blame the teachers union for lapping up all the goodies because they're being thrust on them. And the politicians who are basically so deeply in debt to the unions, just passed this $1.9 trillion bill in part was a bailout the union bill. I think it's a great crisis for us as a country because I believe if we don't find a way to break loose, to connect parents back to education and to give them a real choice of what schools work, I think that we will clearly be incapable uh, of competing with the Chinese. And in that sense, I do think the teachers' union is the greatest ally the communist Chinese have. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Mr. Gingrich, if we don't get voter integrity, Pelosi can be just as crazy as she wants to, and she may indeed get some of those further crazy things going. What can Republicans do to seek to force the issue of voter integrity, in your opinion? That's a great question. It's very central. And it is, frankly, the only way the Democrats believe they'll stay in power is by being able to set up fraudulent elections where they control the vote in one way or another. And the H.R. 1 that they have pushed through the House is clearly designed to maximize election corruption and maximize the machine capability of the Democrats to win. I would say there are three things you can do now. One, make sure that your senators know that you expect them to stop the bill in the Senate so it never passes. Two, encourage your state legislators and your governor to pass a clean, honest election law. We have 24 states that have both houses of the legislature and the governorship controlled by Republicans. So in basically almost half the country, we could pass model legislation in the next year, and that would be very helpful. And I think, number three, get with your friends and be prepared to file lawsuits the minute a bill does pass. So the only way they can do this is unconstitutional, and I think we have to be prepared to tie them up in knots uh, if they do manage to pass anything. I think this is the only hope they have for keeping control. When Clinton won, two years later, we got 54 seats and took control of the House for the first time in 40 years. When Obama won two years later, we picked up 63 seats and took control of the House. Kevin McCarthy is five seats away from becoming Speaker. And I think unless they can find a way to really rig the election, it's almost inevitable we're going to lose the House next year. And I think they think that, which is why they're trying to drive through so much stuff right now. But in the process, Pelosi is taking her marginal members and getting them to vote again and again and again against their districts. And that's going to catch up with them. As Karl Rove wrote the other day, the pain they're going to suffer and the consequences of these partisan bills 
is going to be, a, I think, a disaster in terms of who controls the House after this election. I just read in the tax bill that taxes are going to go up by like $60 billion. Is this going to impact retirement income for people like me who's retired? No, I don't think it'll affect you directly, but it will affect the very, very wealthy and it will affect corporations. And it was just something that Schumer put in at the last minute. I mean, things that would have 25 or 30 years ago been a major legislation. Now it just gets slipped in with the rest of the 1.9 trillion. I've actually asked Margaret Smith to go back and she's putting together what will become a newsletter and a podcast of all the different provisions in the 1.9 trillion. And it is astonishing how much is that. But I, I think for the moment you and Jill are safe. My question is, I'm a small business owner and a father, and when I see the censorship from big tech, the canceling of bank accounts, the threatening to not process payments by Visa, and the attacks on small business owners who support Republicans, then I'm left with mixed feelings of fear, which inclines me to want to keep quiet, and feelings to stand up and try to make a change. How do I reconcile this and navigate a path to help make positive change to preserve the future of America for my family, but to also protect them now? Having been at this a long time, I would caution you not to get ahead on in a fight with a system the size of Twitter or Google or Apple where they can just crush you. On the other hand, I would urge you to say and do things that aren't on social media per se. And you can write, for example, things on your own emails. I would also urge you to take a look at the Job Creators Network, which is a group I work with. The Job Creators Network can carry the fight for you and can provide some cover because they then require places like Twitter to go to attack the Job Creators Network instead of attacking you. I think we unfortunately live in a period when a reasonable amount of caution and a reasonable amount of fear is an accurate reflection of the reality we're living in. It's a really sad and I think very un-American thing. I do want to thank all of you for being involved. It is an enormous help to me. And if you think this is a useful thing, I would encourage you to let your friends know that they can join the Inner Circle. And in addition, of course, at Gingrich 360, we do three newsletters a week. We try to develop and we have podcasts that are available regularly for free. And so we're trying to communicate with the widest possible range. I do appreciate all of you being involved. Thank you very, very much. Thank you to the members of my Inner Circle Club. You can learn more about the Inner Circle and sign up at newtsinnercircle.com. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.